0: Okay. Okay. So to What's good everyone? It is Kayla Got the 411. I'm back for another What's Good episode. I'm here with YG. YG, this segment is called What's Good.
1: What's good with you? How are you doing? How's your mental health? I am doing as good as I can be doing. Um it's cold outside, so naturally my mental health is worse. But yeah, when Where are you located? Uh Georgia. Georgia. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm like right next to Marietta. So it's like- Oh, you're here in
0: Atlanta. Okay, I'm here too. It's yeah. cold. Like, did you see the snow flurries that we got Saturday?
1: Yeah, it snowed last night or something. There was a storm too. It was the so storm. Bad. Uh it was so bad. And I
0: was like, we go from a storm to all of a sudden snow party So the weather here, you all in Georgia. Uh, I think I talked to someone who's in Washington D.C. It's snowing there, and it's snowing in New York. So spring is next week, I believe. So I don't know what's going on, but I'm glad that you're doing good. I'm excited to have you on. I listen to your music, and let me tell you something. You are an amazing, amazing artist. Do you consider
1: yourself up and coming? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. A bit lower than up and coming, but yeah, I do consider myself up and coming
0: so you are nigerian like
1: what type of music were you listening to growing up uh growing up i listened to a wide array of music a lot of nigerian artists like asha two-faced dibia who goes by to baba now i listened to mm-hmm. david o Wizkid, uh waje as for the international artists, i listened to michael jackson i listened to beyonce mm-hmm. rihanna I love Bruno Mars, I love um, a lot of artists, I love Coldplay, I love, yeah, it's a wide array of artists I listen to. The artists that you actually name, like, that's one thing they all
0: got, like, they all have, like, talent, you know, I think that, you can tell a lot, you can tell a lot, About the type of artists and people's names and their influences. And sometimes when you listen to people's music, you're like, okay, that's why they take their music so serious. So when was it for you when you decided, you know what, music, I'm going to take it serious. I'm going to make this a
1: career. Uh, This was in sophomore year of college. Uh, My major, which was mechanical engineering, was not working out for me at all. And um, I decided, oh, like, as an outlet, I'm just going to start writing songs to feel good. I'm going to drop it, like, for a hobby, to get my mind off things. And people loved it. People really loved it. And I don't know. That's how it just started. That's how I decided, hmm, maybe I could do this for real. Like, maybe I could go somewhere with it. Did you actually continue with the degree or? I did. Um, I switched majors, but I did finish my degree last semester. Yes, come on. Okay, perfect.
0: So speaking of that, um, how you decided, okay, let me actually see if I can take this
1: serious. How has the support been from like your friends, your family, your peers, and even people back home? Initially from my family and my peers, it wasn't like a lot of support. Okay. Mm -hmm. The majority of the support I was getting was from the people on my team that produced for me, but that was basically all of it. But eventually, as I started to release more and do better, they started seeing me what I saw in me. And then they started supporting me. So it's so What was the reaction when you told them, hey, I'm doing music? Uh, It wasn't good at all. Yeah. Um, My parents didn't like that at all. And uh, they didn't really come to terms with it till like two months ago. So, Yeah. Yeah, it's not really their thing. They're more of the do school, do science, be great. I can be great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, I don't know why. It seems like parents, they always either want you to go be a doctor or a nurse or something. And I remember, trust me, I get especially in high school. Everybody was going, so I was like, uh uh, I'm not about to be no nurse. Like, (laughs) you know, but you know, like even what you said earlier, sometimes people can see things in yourself that you don't see in you. And it's so interesting. You may hear people say, oh, your music's so great, your music's so great. And you might be like, okay, okay. But I definitely truly believe because I've been through there too where, you know, sometimes you don't really feel just so confident in what you're doing. But everybody else around, they can see the talent. So, Shout out to them. They are supporting now, like amazing. So yeah. the pity party, very heartful,
1: very vulnerable. Like,
0: tell me, what was your mind like when you created that project? Because I love the name. I love the name.
1: Right, right. Um, my mind was exactly where you think it is. If you listen to the EP, I was heartbroken. <laughs> okay, I was just so heartbroken. It was a pandemic, the COVID pandemic. So I was alone at home heartbroken and so i just started writing this nice. and like um i kind of like found it ridiculous that i was just like laying in my sorrows and it's like kind of like oh i'm throwing myself a pity party and that's mm-hmm. how i came up with it like oh this is a pity party where i just whine and whine about my sorrows and my heartbreak and yep
0: it seemed like we all was going through and during the pandemic like what was going on like <laughs> I don't know, you know what I think it is? I think we all was kind of home and we all got to really think. And a lot of relationships ended, unfortunately. Like I don't know, but I think it was a good thing. Do you look back now when you was heartbroken? You look back like, okay, I get it. I get it. It really wasn't
1: meant to be. Yeah, yeah, I understand it now. Like if I look back at the relationship that broke me. I could never go back there, and I'm glad I'm not in it. Like, it's something I just had to go through, and it brought this EP. And Mm -hmm. so, it was a blessing and a curse, but mostly a blessing. And there's nothing wrong
0: because, you know, when I'm
1: heartbroken, I can't eat. I
0: tell people I be slim. I, be spent. <laughs> I lost like seven pounds after my heart. I mean be, I be really really like don't want to eat don't want to get out of bed and then you have those sad songs especially songs like BMH I don't really think it's a sad song but I know you mentioned in there um, you've been writing sad songs so key people that makes you know that you write your own music I think that's very very important for artists to actually put how they feel on the paper and when you do that i notice that it comes off very authentic and that that listener can actually relate more to the music so you pretty much use your music as like a personal diary is that true
1: yeah basically because i don't talk that much in real life i'm very introverted so i don't really tell people what's going on with me so music is my outlet it's my Mm -hmm. diary i write what i'm feeling and that's it like that's how i communicate my feelings to the world with music.
0: Right. So, during the pandemic, um, did you actually record
1: your music at home, or were you able to, like, navigate to the studio? Um, my college had a free studio that I could use. Um, it was really hard, though, because sometimes I would come in, they have trashed the place. i have to use a podcast. Wait! Sometimes. Trash? And, what do you mean trash? Like, I don't know. I think people would come in the day before they would have a crazy session. They would party in the studio. They would trash the place. And so, like, I only got to use a proper mic for BMH. The rest of the three songs, I had to use a podcast mic. Like, I struggled to record this EP. But, like, we did it. I want Nobody
0: yeah. would have
1: never known.
0: Like, how? Uh, and that was a pretty much a free studio for students, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I had to book it. I had to, like, I, I would, like, use only two hours at a time come back the next day another two hours Mm-mm, that stuff is hard that
0: is just that is just so you know especially during that time when people in schools put money and time into the studio it just just trifling. man i'm just oh that done threw throw me off just knowing like you come in there thinking that you're about the course of music you know booking and it's just probably liquor bottles and oh i can't imagine. So back to the music, I know one of my favorite, favorite songs was definitely BMH. And you did put that as a first song. I think that's very, very smart. What do you want your listeners to,
1: like, know about you when they listen to your music? When they listen to my music? I kind of just want them to know how I'm feeling, really. Especially BMH. If you look at the lyrics properly, I basically talk about my progression from like being mentally stable and happy and then this person comes into my life and it just, it just goes. I just decline and decline and decline. So I want them to like realize, I want them to know what I'm going through, you know, I want them to understand how I'm feeling and that's yeah.
0: Do you think it's um, beneficial for artists to be so um, vulnerable? Because as I listen to the song, I listening to the music. I listen to artists' music over and over and over again to get a feel for you. And I remember being on TikTok literally the same day. And this girl, she's been updating people on her heartbreak story. You know, she'll come back one week, two week, three week, and just updating people. Just reading the comments. People were literally so mean and nasty telling her. Why are you coming on? Social media telling people your business, but also there's another part of women who's like, Thank you so much! Like, I'm going through a heartbeat, like, literally, I'm on the same week as you. Do you think it's important for artists to just tell your listeners,
1: like, how you truly feel? Don't hide think, behind the lyrics. I think it's very important to be vulnerable as an artist because. A lot of people feel so alone. There's so many people out there who are heartbroken and they think, oh, I'm the only one going through this shit. But Mm -hmm. but like when you listen to the song, you're like, oh, this artist is going through what I am going through too. And so now you're less alone, you know? Now you Mm -hmm. feel like someone can hear you. It's not just you, it's not just
0: you crying, it's not just
1: you just sad. Right. (laughs) What? It happens
0: to the best of us. It's okay to be right. It happens to the best of us. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. And though, Lord knows I've, I've had my share of heartbroken. But what I went to to help me get out of it was what music that was relatable to what I was going through. And even if it's not relatable, you can kind of listen to music like BMH. I can listen to that song and appreciate it even though I'm not heartbroken right now. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other listeners, um, they definitely appreciate that in the dreaming and all those those four ep songs they definitely told a story and i'm yeah. pretty sure listeners um agree was that your whole
1: method to it yeah it was basically four different stories that's all i was doing with it pretty much
0: amazing you
1: are so talented so
0: let's get to know you better we're gonna have some fun and we're gonna kind of base these questions um around the project um the pity party so i'm gonna ask you three questions you be honest and let me know and this is gonna be advice for i i take all of you on advice because i'm not perfect and for other people who are listening they can take your advice so do you think it is ever okay to call an ex just to say hi after a breakup
1: yes um i have a problem with like people forgetting me and so, like, if I feel like my ex has, like, gone too long without contacting me, <laughs> I'm going to say hi. Like, right. you're not going to forget me. You can't break my heart and just forget about me. I'm going to say hi and be nice to you, you know, so you can think, oh, they're being so nice to me. I shouldn't have hurt them. It's it's like a guilt-tripping mechanism, but I, I will say hi after the breakup. It's fine. You right. do what you want to do. Yeah. Okay, great advice. So what
0: is some advice you would give to someone heartbroken and can't get over that ex? Uh,
1: I'm not the best person to come to.
0: Let me I'm tell you something. That's <laughs> hard. Because when I tell you I got some fake pages and I have been on social media just looking and scrolling, and it's just, I don't know if that's healthy. It makes you feel better.
1: Right. Uh. Honestly, if you want to get over someone, the best way is really to stop thinking about them, like block them, do other things. You know, you start. You, I feel like when you're in a relationship, you like take time to like love this person and you don't take that much time to love yourself. So mm-hmm. after the breakup, it's good to like start loving yourself, do things you like, talk to yourself, take mm-hmm. care of yourself. And you notice that when you start spending more time with yourself, and only thinking about you eventually it'll go away like it'll hurt those days but like it's just it makes it easier when you keep when you keep yourself company does that make sense yes it definitely does like getting
0: out the house you know like we talked about earlier just you know sometimes just laying in the bed you don't want to get out maybe just going out with friends or just even going Starbucks. I'm going to go to Starbucks and just get a white chocolate mocha and just sit there and listen to music. That kind of gets your mind, you know, right. out of it. Yeah, so I definitely get what you're saying. And next, so let's say we were throwing a pity party, okay? Mm-hmm. Who would you invite to it?
1: All my exes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will put all of them in the same room and we'll fight to the death. And see how <laughs> Guys,
0: like, oh my gosh, like, so thinking back, like, how many answers do you got? Because, like, you're like, talking, like, you talking to them, like, relationship-wise, or, like, people that you
1: dated didn't really get there. I, I've been so confused about that term. In terms of relationships, I've been, like, one. But, like, dated, I'd say, like, let's put, like, four people in there. Oh, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Hunger Games. <laughs> Hunger.
0: <laughs> May the odds be in your favor. I love that. I definitely think that's gonna be amazing. Oh wow, that's amazing. So next, so how? So I already talked about how did you handle the pandemic, um, being an artist. But I want to actually get to know your creative process, especially being that you are a singer and a writer. Now, do you actually prefer writing your music on paper? Or are you one of those artists that's going to the studio, feel the beat, and it just comes out naturally?
1: Um, Yeah, I like to write my lyrics on Mm -hmm. my WhatsApp, actually, because um, it takes time. I mean, there are times where the lyrics just come out like this and come out fast, but I Mm -hmm. do like to pay extra attention to the language I'm using. So I Mm. do have to write it down, because I'm trying to communicate with certain people And so some things that come out of my head might not be as easy to understand. Mm, Got it. Yeah, so like I try to like make my lyrics more, I try to think through my lyrics very carefully when I write.
0: Wow, that's, you know what, that's actually important because I think we all have heard those moments where an artist project comes out and Twitter decides to break down that lyric on what it means it is not exactly what i think Gunna had a situation where he said something on his dad's album he had to clarify but people were taking it all the way right but i think that you actually taking time making sure okay this is good this is good this is good but also another question since you are nigerian um or how long have you been in the states
1: um i've been here i i came to college in 2017 so let's say five years
0: so not, do you feel the pressure to like be a 100 nigerian um artist like do you feel the pressure because sometimes i feel like when you're nigerian which is make only
1: nigerian music um uh, not at all that's why i make afro fusion because in my core i still am very african i make very african music but i listen to like music from everywhere I'm, i've been here for five years I right. like Kylie Uchis and Tyler the Creator, <laughs> and yes. so like I'm gonna get be influenced by them. So I don't feel any pressure at all. I actually feel free being in so many places and like part of so many cultures at the same time. It right. just, it's so good when I just fuse all of them together. Wow, you! I heard you mention Afrofusion. There was another artist on here who
0: um, mentioned that they make Afrofusion music too because they also was African and they, explanation was pretty much the same thing as yours. But I think our younger generation, I think we are more open to different genres, pop and you know, hip hop and R&B. And that's how you build a wide range audience. So we are here. The Pity Party EP just came out. Like what's next for you for the rest of the year?
1: Um that is a secret mm-hmm. to me too because I also don't know but like, <laughs> eventually we're going to figure out what happens right now we're trying to promote the pity party and trying to get it out there we're trying to get everyone to hear this magic and we'll see what happens after maybe a video maybe
0: we don't know we'll see yeah. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. It was so nice meeting you and stuff like that. We follow each other on social media. And when I tell you I love each four of those songs, I think, you know, putting shorter projects and make people want more. It kind of leave, A lot of people say it's too short, it's too short, but I think it kind of leaves people on the edge of their seat. Like, okay, let me just follow them and keep up with them to see when they're going to come out and make more music. It's going to be a follow-up. So thank you so much. How was that? That
1: was great, though.